Hello, and welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, a show for people who want to take their personal training businesses and fitness coaching skills to the next level. Team Alloy has been in the personal training business since 1992 and share their insights from working with businesses and brands around the world. Listen in for secrets and tips on running a successful fitness business from personal training, marketing, staff management, scaling your business, and everything in between. If you are interested in having your own personal training business, our systems are well-developed, and we are focusing on very discrete segments which we think are the secrets to success. Now, let's get started with our host. Hey guys, what's up? It's the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. So yeah, first one ever. So welcome Matt Helen. He's on the team. Um, actually, Matt's going to help me. He's going to be hosting most of these. We'll have some different guests on here. And the reason for the podcast is really, you know, I speak all over the world and, and share ideas. And we thought this would be a really good way to just get a better reach and get some of the thought leadership that's coming out of Alloy, what we're up to, how we see the industry and some of the things that we spread around um, in these, uh, you know, formal talks um, through a podcast. You know, again, we can get the message out, uh, get more information out there. And uh, yeah, man, so thanks for joining me. Looking forward to it. No, thanks for having me. This is fun. Well, you're the man. What are we talking about today? Well, I just want to talk about, you know, industry overall. What's going on out there? You're out there speaking, presenting all over the world. So yep. tell me uh, what's happening in the fitness industry. You know, a lot, Matt. A lot of things are happening. <laughs> No, look, um, it's a really good time to be in fitness, right? As you know, we've talked about this offline. Um, there's a lot of money in fitness right now. And so, and the economy's doing really well, right? I mean, we're in a, we're in a, a historic economy right now. So every sort of business model is working well. I, the challenge maybe that it creates is that there's a lot more competition, right? So if you really look at the, the statistics, it will show that the fitness market overall is growing, Right. And this would be like people visiting brick and mortar gyms, not even counting like Peloton and maybe some of the online guys. Right. So the industry is growing overall, but the which is great. You know, if you've got a good model, you're making money. The challenge is, as a lot of uh, people are listening to this understand, is that there's also a lot more competition in the market. Right. And the competition is outgrowing the growth of the of the consumption, if you will. Right. Or the consumer that's consuming fitness by like threefold. So it's good. A lot of people are working out. We want that, right? I mean, that's kind of why we're in the industry is to help people and move the needle and get people healthy. But uh, it's a little bit tougher to survive in business. So you've got to be a little bit better, more of a savvy business owner these days than you used to be. Where do you see the biggest boom happening? Is it team training like classes? Are you seeing small group training coming back? I mean, what are you seeing? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, so you're like just speaking to personal training only, right, as an example. So it's really... Two things that are are doing well. There's three things that are doing well right now. So you've got like the regular gym model. I think it's always that's always going to be around. You know, it's been here for what 30 years, right, or 50 years if you think about it, where somebody just pays a membership, goes in, and uses a gym, right. Mm-hmm. And of course, the disruptor several years ago, which is now uh, you know a model that seems to to have gotten traction. And there's lots of other models that are similar, which is like a plan of fitness. I mean, they're doing really well. You know, like them or hate them, they're doing pretty well. You know, on the other end of the spectrum, you have coaching or training, and that's something we've done since 92, you know, since we had our club. So that's still doing really well also. And that, as you know, Matt, in our market, uh, we see a lot of competition in that category, right? So we've got 50 competitors within a 12-minute drive of us, all of them which are doing what we would call team training, which is like, you know, just think of 20 people getting sweaty, right? So there's a lot of people in that game right now. 
good, except when you have a gluttony of people in the market like that, you know, there's only one thing that can happen to price, right? Which is it's going to go down. So we're seeing that, as you know, in our market, you see like maybe an Orange Theory, which is a a very, probably the most successful sort of hit studio brand, right? Um, Right now is uh, you see the pricing starting to come down. So it was maybe 179 average price point in our market, you know, three or four years ago. Now we're down to like, you know, 59 for once a week, 99, and then 149 is a top end. So probably sitting somewhere between 99 and 149 is an average membership price. Still doing really well. But um, I think when you look at both ends of the spectrum, you've got true personal training and then you have, you know, pay, go use a health club, right? Basic health club membership, personal training. We know personal training has staying power. We've been in the game for 27 years, right? We know general health club has staying power. Like people have been doing that and they probably still will always want to join a club. Right. And in the middle, you've got sort of these trends that pop up. Right. So if you look at like hit training or we call it team training here, but just again, think of 20 people getting sweaty. It doesn't matter. These could, this could be CrossFit. This could be F45. This could be uh, certainly uh, we talked about orange theory, boot camps. I mean, you name it, right. There's a million and one people in the space. That's definitely a trend right now. So it's still hot. Right. I think if you are a large club owner, you need to have something like that in your club to be defensible and to have what the the savvy, you know, modern consumer of fitness is looking for, some kind of a class format, right? Um, and I think you can have it. I think your advantage in a large club is that you can offer a good value proposition for it. You know, we see some really advanced owners coming in at maybe twenty five dollars, you know, plus twenty five bucks, right? Sure. For for group training. And, and that certainly beats the heck out of what you would pay at a studio. Now, you could argue that they can't create the same experience as a studio, but you can also see how there are a lot of other advantages in that club. You can use the club on your own. You, you know, there's a sauna. There's, hell, there might be a pool and volleyball court. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on in there, right? Whether you like that or not. But if you like it, it's like, man, if you're sitting on a $10 a month membership and you pay a plus 25, you're all in at 35 40 bucks, and getting what we call team training or group training, right? So I think the large clubs need to have it, and I think you can beat the studios at a value proposition, right? And then I think with the studios, um, you can beat the large clubs with experience. But I would say right now that there's just a lot of people in that space, right, doing that team training. So when I don't care what you say about creating a better experience. When the big club pricing is that low, it's going to put pricing pressure on the rest of the market, and we're seeing that, right? I mean, as you know, Matt, we got boot camps in our market that are under 100 bucks now that were, you know, 179, right? Yeah. A few years ago. So it's like, it's sort of like a race to the bottom in a lot of ways, right? And it's sort of, at some point, you have to say, well, how little service can we offer people, right? Because right. you can't do it at, you know, what are you, you're going to be the $69 boot camp guy. There may be a market for a Planet Fitness of boot camps. I mean, we've talked about that. That'd be kind of cool if you could put 2,000 people in there, right? Sure. But you can imagine. That model only works when the cost of servicing individuals is so low, right? right? And it's a volume play. So with 50 clubs in market all chasing the same avatar, which is a 30-year-old female that's already in shape, is there really another 2,000 people out there that want to consume that, right? Sure. Are you really that much of a better mousetrap? Right? Well, what they're probably doing is just recycling all the same members and they're just going around and around. I mean, right. What, I mean, what's our retention like for those kind of clubs, you know? Yeah, great. That's a great question. So, you know me, I love stats. I mean, I think it was on another podcast where somebody was calling me stats and singing <laughs> songs and stuff. But, like, I like it, man. Your data doesn't lie. Like, you know, you can't be emotional about math, right? So. So when we look at team training models or group training models, the average attrition rate monthly is 10%. So you're like, well, that doesn't sound bad. We'll extrapolate that over 12 months, right? It's like, that's, a, that's easy math. That means you're turning over 100% of your clientele 
if you're an average sort of bootcamp business in nine months or 10 months, well, the cost of acquisition in our market is using this as an example, you know, it's 500 bucks to get a new customer, right? So if I'm at a $500 acquisition cost, I'm going to keep somebody at 150 bucks a month in this market for 10 months. And I'm, that 10 month, that 10 month marker, that 10% per month is across all the brands that we work with. Right. And that we look at from a team training model. So I don't know. So you compare that and that sort of trend that sits in the middle and maybe starting to see some things happening there. Right. And that may not be every single club. Like there may be some person who's sitting in a really rare market who doesn't have any competition, who, maintains a higher retention rate than that but that's the average so there's also people doing worse believe it or not sure what do you think like what kind of member are they attracting though i mean who who's actually going to these places and surviving i mean is it all age demographic is it you know just the younger folks i mean well yeah i mean really like i said it's you know you hear all this talk about um you know right now about like millennials right like you've got to target millennials because they spend a disproportionate percentage of their income on fitness. But where the numbers get skewed, right, is if you compare sort of millennials, even though they spend a higher percentage of their income on fitness, right, and that's a good sign for the future, no doubt. But that percentage of the income, even though it's higher, doesn't even hold a candle to the amount of money that someone a little longer in the tooth spends on fitness, right? right? So even though the percentage of the income, I mean, hell, if you're making you know, $20,000 a year and you spend you know, 10% of your income on fitness, that sound, that's, that's impressive. But if you make, you know, you know $750,000 a year, right? Yeah. Right. You could spend a lot less percentage and get a lot. And, and so I think it skews the numbers when we see that. So everyone, again, in, in that boot camp model seems to be chasing that same avatar. Right. Now, I mean, you will see if somebody drops a boot camp type of, of, you know, service in a market where you've got a lot of 50 plus consumers, right? They'll go and, and try it because it's what it's the option that they have for fitness, right? Sure. Whether or not that person that's a little older, that's a little bit more dinged up, should be in that environment, that's another question. I would say no, obviously, right, based on our experience. So so you, you got these two ends of the spectrum, coaching, let's just say one-on-one training, right, to keep it simple. And then you've got general health club. I don't think those are ever going anywhere. I think everyone's going to buy a membership to a club at some point. Everyone needs a coach and some help, right? Absolutely. These trends are going to pop up in the middle. Like, okay, boot camp, heart rate, bam, 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 right? All these little trends are going to pop up. And that's going to be great. But long-term, you know, if you were saying, hey, you know, I'm looking into the fitness industry right now, where would I want to go? I would say don't go where the trend is right now. You know, I've said this a million times in talks. It's like Wayne Gretzky was a great hockey player, right? And somebody asked him, and he looks pretty puny, and he, but yet he was pretty quick, right? right? And he was pretty athletic. And somebody's like, sports reporter's like, man, you know, you're not that athletic. How is it that you're one of the best hockey players in the world? He said, hey, it's simple. I skate where the puck is going, mm-hmm. not where the puck is, right? So I think to use that in context of this conversation, it's like, well, if you're tuning in to see like, hey, what's next? What are the industry trends? And you want to skate where the puck is headed, right, and get there. It's not where things are right now. It's not going into another hit franchise situation and creating a better mousetrap for the same customer avatar that basically is just cherry-picking their fitness, right? Absolutely. That's the birth of class paths in all these densely populated areas of somebody who just buys something and just hops around and consumes whatever they want um, because they're already fit and they already like to work out, right? Well, that's a really small percentage of the population. And you're then squeezing the age bracket down. So not quite sure there's enough people in every market to support all those brands chasing that same person. So if you ask me where it's headed, I would say stick with the things that have always been around that will always be around, right? 
And so, you know, that's some things that we're working on here and you know, it's something that we believe in. A small group training, personal training. I mean, you've been doing it since 1992. So you yeah. say you've kind of went where the puck's headed several times at this point. Yeah. I don't even know right. where the puck is anymore. I'm literally on a walker headed over to where the puck right. might be. But by the time I get there, it'll be gone. I mean, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, you obviously have a good feeling and, you know, whereabouts to know where to go next. Right. So that is, that is as cool. So, you know, just since everybody is in that, team training or class kind of model and we kind of spoke about like you know little clients older in the tooth are those places really able to handle those clients or should we really just should they be personal training should they be small group training they're going to get everything they need handle injuries and things like that i mean what's your thoughts well i mean listen like there's i understand that question it's like should they be the answer is yes so I, I feel like people that are a little bit longer in the tooth that probably have the financial wherewithal would probably enjoy and probably should be technically paying for personal training, right? Now, there's what what those brands that are in the trendy kind of arena do well is they create a, a good customer experience, right? They, they have music, they have a brand, they have colors, they have, you know, everything is built around this one modality of fitness, if you will, right? Or two or whatever that's going on. Sure. Basically, it's hot, you know, hot and sweaty, a get sweaty franchise, right? Everybody, you know, creates an entire product around that. So the customer experience around that is pretty, it's pretty impressive. It is. It's not bad. But there needs to be a happy medium between the two, right? Like experience only is great until you're just, you're hurting people or, you know, you're not able to accommodate injuries. So if you start looking at populations, like if you start looking at 50 plus as an example, right? And you look at some of the metrics there, case in point, 70% of all disposable income lives in the population that's 50 and older. Right. Yet only 5% of marketing dollars are spent there. So if I'm skating where the puck is going, I'm not going to create a hit franchise or that type of business and chase the same 30 year old customer. You know, and I go, and a lot of people listening, I'm sure they're sitting in these small towns and they're thinking, listen, man, you know, I've got a, I've got this great boot camp business. I'm killing it. It's like, yeah, you're great, but like, that's not that difficult to duplicate. Right. Sure. Uh, and I mean, yes, yeah, sit on it as long as you can. Like, I'm not saying, you know, change your model or go out of business. I'm just saying in the competitive landscape, as we see, and we're all over the world, right? I don't see it being sustainable long term. And so it's like, all right, where are we headed? Well, who, who's marketing to that 70% of that big income, right? Who's really relevantly in that? You can call it whatever you want. Like active aging is sort of a derogatory term that we throw around, but maybe we'll use that for the purposes of this talk. It's like, there's a huge gap in the market there, right? And if you could scale personal training, so go all the way back to the first 10 years we were in business, right? Doing one-on-one training. It's like, Awesome. Well, that's not very scalable. You have to have a coach for every person that walks in the door. I like it. Like, I think it's easy to understand. I think in this day and age, no one's doing it. So you could probably still do it if you wanted to work every hour of your life or if you wanted to open a business and hire like 9 million trainers to you know, one yeah, client, one trainer. It's a logistical nightmare. It is. It's really tough. You know, it's like it's, it's difficult to scale. So one thing that we've always done well, and, and you get this and some of our listeners understand, is you take personal training and then you take you scale it, which means you change the coach to client ratio a little bit. But you do it in a meaningful way. And there's a million and one ways to do it from programming to like the app communication tool, all those things, right? And you scale it in a meaningful way. So you can still on an elevator, if someone asks you, Matt, like, hey, man, what's the difference between your gym and an Orange Theory? You can say, well, it's easy. They do classes. We do personal training, right? But you're still able to scale it because you can get six clients, you know, with one coach up to six, you know, and why six? I mean, you know, I mean. You know, for those of you guys that don't know, Matt's our head program designer, you know, VP of program design. So he designs and puts together all of our programs for 2000 clubs worldwide. So he knows what's up with programming and how and how to program for all different populations, you know, whether it's team training, 
group training or whatever, and you get it, right? Like the type of programming that you put together for that personal training, four to six people, right, is key. And if you get above six, if you go seven, eight, nine, ten, it, it's hard to make that promise in the elevator that they do classes, we do personal training, right? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, man, listen, if I'm Gretzky and I'm skating to where that puck is headed, it's like I'm going to go to the ends that have always been there, but I'm going to figure out like what we do better. I'm not playing it, right? And I'm not going to open a general service club. That's just the barrier to entry there is super high. You know, you're talking about millions in liquid and all these things. So I'll go studio. And um, when I do it, I'm not going to do hit training for the same avatar that everyone else is chasing, like a better mousetrap. It's like, well, let's go after this crowd that has a lot of money, that we're pretty technical at what we do, right? And we can service them well. So if you're someone who is out of weight, you know, overweight, out of shape, got a hip replacement, got some injuries, got a bad back, like we're the spot for you. And as we found over the last, you know, quarter of a century, those people don't really have a home. Like you either find a one-on-one trainer, which no one really wants to do these days. There's not many out there. Or you just go get beat up, right, in some kind of a boot camp model and hope you can survive it, which is you can look across the room and see people with knee braces and back problems. And Well, I mean, it's it's definitely benefited, our, you know, our club. We've got many of those members that went other places. So when yeah. they come here, they really appreciate us. I mean, You've been out there. I've seen it as well. I mean, those clubs like Orange Theory and different places like that, there's not a really robust evaluation process. And sometimes they even do it after the fact, like after they sign up, which right. is, in my mind, just just crazy, right? Right. So, right. I mean. Well, that's you. That Like, what's funny about you, and I appreciate this, but you look at things through the lens of like a technical trainer, right? So, it's like. Like I always laugh because I'm kind of on the fence, right? Like I'm the business guy. So it's like, can we scale this thing or not? You know, sure. what's the customer experience? And, and, and as you should be as, as VP of program design, it's sort of like you're just cringy, you know, at things that it's like, oh, that person shouldn't do that or shouldn't move that way. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad you're that way, right? So I think you probably look at it more even from more of a critical eye maybe than most. But it's good to hear from an expert that like, hey, you know, this is probably not the best application of this type of exercise, right? You take somebody that's got an injury or something that doesn't move well and you don't know anything about them and you put them into a high volume, right? Um, high rep, high stress, high heart rate environment. Um, it's a survival of the fittest. And if you're not 30 and bulletproof, yeah. good luck doing that for a long period of time, right? I know everybody wants to feel young and fit, but like, hey, if you can't do that, what happens to the people? I mean, I'm, I'm almost in that age bracket, you know, and it's embarrassing to admit, but like I am. And like, I don't want to work out an old person's gym. Don't get me wrong. But I also don't want to go do hard hit boot camp every day. Like, shoot me, man. I don't want to do that shit. Terrible perception over on what exercise should be anyway, right? You should be like on the floor on your back with your shoes halfway across the room. Just, you know, <laughs> crawling out. Is that bad? Because I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, well, not bad to some people. They love it. But I mean, you do that enough times, you definitely don't want to yeah. go back. Right? Yeah, yeah. A good buddy of mine in the industry said it's like getting in your car every time, cranking up the engine, just redlining it every damn time. Right. Just smashing the gas pedal to the floor every time you get in the car no warm-up like what's that going to do to your car the wear and tear it's like the same thing you can't do that exactly you can't do that and if you get some miles on you right um over time you're going to be dinged up so yes some kind of assessment on the front end right get into a personal training product and then if you make it scalable and you put more people in there the great thing is in the market conditions is it can be less expensive right so you can take like our our average market rate for personal training is 80 bucks an hour right well we're able to offer it here for 25 as little as 25. Well, how do we do that? Well, you scale it. And there's an art to doing it. You, you're the master of doing it with program design. we got communication tools and things. But if you can do that, right, now you're, you're able to market to a, an underserved market, if you will, right? 
and they have the most money, and they're going to continue to have the most money. It's the wealthiest generation in history, right? That's not changing. And they don't see themselves as unfit or, or, you know, old or unhealthy. So it's like, you know, somebody's got to service that market because right now they're ending up in a misappropriated you know, fitness prescription, if you will. I kind of like to call them the executive athlete, you know. Yeah, that's a great term. They, you know, yep. they grew up doing sports and stuff. They want to get back at yep. that feeling, but they need it at their level. Yep. You know, that's the best part about, you know, you created this system. It really can be applied to all levels. I mean, we have small groups that we run now that have, you know, college athletes and a two, an 80-year-old couple, right? Yeah, Everybody gets true. what they need corner level. A lot of places say they can service everybody, they can handle that, but I don't believe they actually have a system in place to do that or yeah. the learning management stuff that you've created here. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's people always want to talk about training athletes, right? Obviously for us, it's like a small part of our business, but the more technical and not to get into that today since it's just state of industry, right? The more technical the programming and the coaches are the better you can service this beat up crowd. Because I think on, on either end of the spectrum, if you're like a high level athlete or you have a couple of injuries, there needs to be a little bit more technical consideration. Like in the middle is hot and sweaty, right? Sure. Pump up the music and just freaking go for it, which it's fun if you can survive it. But as we know, you can't. So listen, if I'm starting a business today and I, I'm talking about this on any, any talk that I'm doing right now, whether it's customer experience or whatever, I'm saying, listen, there's this huge gap in the market. Everyone speaks to going what we're calling active aging. I know it's not probably the ideal term, but over, think over 50, right? Lots of money, young at heart, right? Rebellious in nature, all the things that go along with this crowd, right? Tons of, of disposable income, like to adventure travel. You know, again, young at heart, want to play, you know, that whole play span idea of like how long can you continue to do what you like to do in sure. your life? That's super important. That crowd is underserved right now. So that's where I'm going. If I'm opening a gym right now, I would go one on one. I just don't like the business model, honestly, but I don't hate the way it's, it, it works. People get it, right? Large club, great. If I'm opening a gym, if I've got, you know, a million dollars liquid and I want to get into that game, you know, buy a planet franchise or something. It's probably going to work fine. And I, I don't hate those guys at all. I think they do a great job of bringing in the inactive market, right? But I think if you're going to skate where the puck is going, then you need to sit right in the middle, create something relevant that can keep the brand promise of personal training and make it scalable and less expensive. Sure. And, and that, I mean, obviously... We're headed there, but that, that's where I'm going right now as a coach or a personal trainer in this industry or somebody who's looking to do more of the studio brand. I'm not going to be the 37th guy out with a hit franchise. I'm going I'm going where the money's going. Well, just kind of elaborate. Tell me what the plan is. What are we doing? What's, what's the yeah, so right Yeah, man. Good question. Well, it's kind of a loaded question because you already know the answer. But, <laughs> um, but tell the people, right? Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, exactly. So, listen, guys, we take all that breadth of knowledge, right, that, that – all the things that we just talked about, like, okay, what, what's the landscape of the industry? And, and we're behind a lot of banners, right? So we are, we're powering other big franchises. So we, we understand a lot about the industry overall. I think we have a unique position there, right? And so if you look at that and we're powering other powerful franchises and you become the special sauce for those people, right? Or, or those brands. And then we have all this empirical evidence for what we've been doing for, you know, since 1992, and this crowd that we service, and there seems to be this gap in the market, which is why we've survived all this time and thrived, right, in this super competitive environment. It's like, all right, well, instead of lending our sort of expertise and the little things that we do well to other brands, you know, why don't we wrap this thing up and make a run at it ourselves? So for those of you guys that don't know, listening, we've been up to this point running what we call a license, right? 
And the license is sort of franchise light where it can look like whatever you want. It powers your brand, right? Or your business and you keep it behind your banner. But I think at this point in time, you know, based on all the things we talked about today and what we've learned is, um, you know, it's time for us to wrap it up and, and, and run our, make a run at our own franchise, right? So we can control the whole customer experience around what we're doing. And we're really looking at this big gap in the market. Right. This sort of 50 plus. Certainly, like you mentioned, we can go. It can train athletes and all that. Hell, that's kind of where it starts. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the technical part. If you look at a program, it comes right out of training pro athletes. But at the same time, it's dumbed down to the point or tweaked enough to yeah. work better. Better. Well, I was just more saying like, you know, if you get an activated clients or the old, you know, clients are a little older. This doesn't mean that they're not a high level fitness. You could get people in here that are 50 and could literally do anything that, you know, Olympians do. I mean, there's some really good shape clients here. I'm just saying we're able to accommodate all levels, which yeah. is. Yeah, which obviously lends itself more to the to the upper level. So, so yeah, we see a gap in the market, um, you know, somewhere between one-on-one -on -one training and, and general fitness. We think that uh, HIT training is fine and it's popular and we respect the heck out of the brands that are doing it well. They do a great job at what they do, you know, admirable. But we see a gap in the market, and we've always serviced that gap well, so naturally that's where we're going. So we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to do our own franchise and just uh, put it in a 2,500 square feet, you know, create this sort of personal training scalable PT model. Got some good markets picked out already, and we'll go to, go to sale here in September. So, yeah, man. Super I mean, we're literally putting our money where our mouth is, right? And, and Matt, you know, you've been here. It's like... It's been super disruptive. We took our 8,000 square foot, really high revenue per square foot gym and literally blew it up and turned it into this, right? Just so that we can have it here at corporate, if you will, and show exactly how it works and do our training and things here. So yeah, man, it's been really disruptive, but we're so excited. It's like the best move. I think it's not only excited for us as a brand, right, to what we can do, but like any owner that we bring on and sort of what we can share, what we've always been sharing, but now really share it, right, without their brand being in the way, if that makes sense, or sometimes the owners themselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we're going to help them, you know, give them everything they need and we'll actually have, you know, a little bit more control, which is going to be great, yep. okay, so from our programming to marketing to everything. So, I mean, you've seen it. We grew with licensing. I think that's even going to make us better, coming where we were from. Yep. Um, now the fact that we changed our current facility, and honestly, I mean, it, we changed it for the better because um, we actually, now we're giving those clients what they need every time they come in. There's no more options because uh, sometimes clients don't make the best option. That's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, we're doing doing well with it. But yeah, Matt, listen, really appreciate it, man. Um, I know it was kind of a loose, loose format for the first show, but, uh, you know, we'll get some more structure around what we're going to be talking about. And yeah, tune in. Guys, we'll be... Um, We'll be promoting this. We'll be, uh, obviously, you'll see it on all of our social media pages and whatnot, YouTube. And we're going to just break down little segments of the fitness business right now. So it won't always be about alloying what we're doing. It could be about, you know, scaling your business, hiring, um, just best business practices around uh, personal training business. So pumped to be here. And uh, Matt, thanks for helping me out for the first time. That was one. fun. Thanks. All right. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. If you have any questions for the host or are interested in learning more about running a successful personal training business of your own, please reach out and say hello. Connect with us at www.alloypersonaltraining.com and sign up for our free newsletter to receive additional resources.